Hello, one and all. Welcome to the podcast. No fanfare this week. Let's get right to the theme music, which goes like this. Welcome to These Are Suggestions, Mum. I am your host, James Palm. Thank you for joining me here on this rather mournful episode, I suppose. Why no fanfare? You were asking at the start and then questioning as I then played a theme song, which probably counts as fanfare. If you are, of course, a human, you probably realise that times are tough right now for, well, a lot of people. It started with a lockdown and a pandemic for all of us, and the last couple of weeks, the last few weeks, really, or you could say the last couple of hundred years, have really uh, spilled into some tension these last couple of weeks, uh, especially in America, but now a little bit here at home in Australia for me. Really, I mean, this is not a political podcast. I am not a political science major. I am not a journalist or anything like this. I'm just a guy who likes music, but it felt uh, inauthentic. No, not even that. It just felt a little off to cover any music this week, really, that was not either directly addressing what is happening right now in the world or came, frankly, from a black artist. So... Really, I'm not trying to elevate myself into any kind of lofty position here. I I know my privilege, and I know that it is strong. I mean, the very least that I can do is to shine a light on some important black voices from Australia and from America, at least those are the two nations we're hitting up today. Five albums that I have that were released in the last little week and a bit from all black artists and as I say, the only other thing I can do is really get out there in the streets, talk to my parents, talk to friends, and, well, just just try to get along. That's just the bare bones today, folks. All black artists. So if you are new to the pod, I do have a bit of a weird scoring system. The system here it revolves around scores out of seven, and that correlates to the amount of members in the Australian band TISM, and what bands are trying to do is to get as many members of TISM to a party. The more members of TISM at a party, the better. Let's get into the new music for this week. Let's have a little sting to get us there. Hmm, cheesy as. First up is the only album I could lead with this week. It's the most vital, vibrant and vicious album, not just for this week, but maybe the entire year. It is RTJ4, Killer Mike, ELP, Run the Jewels, baby. The best duo in hip-hop, by far. They took a somewhat long four-year wait between albums, but if this is the quality we can expect each time, then I say, take your four years. There is such an immediacy present. Songs don't necessarily flow into each other, 
but there's no room to breathe as you're flung into the next killer beat. Given the incredibly political lyrics, it can feel like you're caught up in a protest march just listening to this. The track Walking in the Snow is blatantly about police brutality and systemic racism. Mike echoes the catch cry of I Can't Breathe in a verse that he says was written last year, pointing out just how common injustices like George Floyd have become. He ends his first verse on that song with the line, Dick Gregory told me a couple of secrets before he lay down in his grave. All of us serve the same masters, all of us nothing but slaves. Never forget in the story of Jesus, the hero was killed by the state. Uh, Just FYI, Dick Gregory is a, a late American civil rights activist and close friend of the band. The next track after that, Just, is the main event on this album. You've got Pharrell Williams and Zach De La Rocha appearing to chant the main refrain of look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. It's direct, it's angry, it's just fucking great. The beats too are solid from start to finish. You get a little boogie going with the DJ Premier-led scratching of Ooh La La, then bop your head to the warped soul and bouncy bass of out of sight, then get deep in the dancehall rhythm of Holy Kalamafuck, which drops into a dope breakdown halfway through. After that, the bass picks back up again, and we're in the streets for Goonies vs. E.T. ELP's voice gets pitched way low to mimic danger here, while Mike shouts out N.W.A., The Beasties, and Wu-Tang. One of my favourite rock acts ever, Gang of Four, get their song Ether sampled for the aggressive The Ground Below. Very nice moment. Whilst Pulling the Pin features a sinking guitar lick from Josh Homm and a delicate Mavis Staples chorus. This is another occasion where my review for this album could have just entirely been bars. ELP and Killer Mike have taken their rapping to god-tier status on this album. RTJ4 is just essential listening. I don't know what is going to prompt me to give my first Seventism rating. I'm just going to know when it happens. This album has easily come the closest so far in the short history of this podcast. Run the Jewels Party has six tisms, but grab your stuff because I think we're about to spill out onto the streets. Okay, where to go from there, right? To Australia is where. Today's next album is the debut full-length for Wurrabinda R&B singer Maisha Young. She is a Pitjantjara woman who has been singing since age 8 and is still only 20, but her voice belies that number. The album is called Naringu, which translates to What Happened. Compared to the last album we discussed, this is more like a peaceful protest. The plight of our indigenous population is front and centre, but Maisha is mournful rather than angry. She's following the advice of her grandmother, who pops up in a few audio interludes and tells her to be strong and tolerant in the face of racism. This admittedly short album is split into halves, with the first 15 minutes having more of a soul and gospel-inspired soundscape, while the last half follows more modern production trends with slower synthy waves. Broken Tongues is a melancholy tune 
with sparse bass and drums that contains heartbreaking lines like don't talk too loud and tell me where you come from but turns brighter as Young sings in her native tongue during the chorus. Drowning is a loungy, chilled beat that regrettably starts with an audio clip of Tony Abbott, sounding like he usually does. Really fucking stupid. Maisha counters the depravity of his words with the line, For those that learnt to swim, your survival is not your sin. Perhaps, and hopefully, having a shot at the deeply Catholic XPM. That theme is echoed on Black Privilege, a smooth groove with some soft keys. She sings, Survival ain't that beautiful. I've just made it look this good for you. Maisha is heavily influenced by the queens of early 90s R&B, namely Janet Jackson and Mariah Carey. This is her the strongest on the piano-backed Gigi and the boppy Self-Care, the latter of which contains the only didgeridoo on the album, played by Maisha's cousin. Even though the album is short, a lot of the beats here are quite similar, and it's only the last couple of tracks that up the tempo significantly. I definitely enjoyed this album. Maisha's voice is stunning, and the music is good, if not a little basic. The party still has four tisms. Back to the States for our next selection, it is a collaboration between two of the finest minds in hip-hop today. We've got Indiana-bred rapper Freddie Gibbs and Californian producing legend The Alchemist. Freddie is making a habit of working with the greats recently. Last year, he released the excellent Bandana album with hip-hop god Mad Lib. Alchemist, meanwhile, has been on a similar kick, but with modern stars, teaming up with Kendrick Lamar, Westside Gunn, and Conway the Machine. Now we have this joint release, titled Alfredo. This is deeply entrenched in the old-school, sample-heavy sounds of Alchemist's early recording days and Freddy's youth, as well as the depiction of criminal behaviour. Songs like Look At Me, Frank Lucas, and Skinny Suge explicitly address Gibbs's past as a drug dealer. Frank Lucas, of course, is a famous Harlem peddler who was depicted by Denzel Washington in American Gangster. The Suge, referenced in Skinny Suge, is the co-founder of the famous Death Row Records, who is a big lad, uh, but becomes skinny here to reflect the negative side of the life Freddie once had. Gibbs laments the part he played in a friend's wife's overdose and raps, It's just the code. Lord, give me strength to ignore the things I can't control. There's even more reflection on the superb song, Something to Rap About, where Gibbs and guest Tyler the Creator look back on their sketchy pasts but try to enjoy their current successes. I would quote more bars here, but Freddie especially uses... Kevin Garnett's favourite word way too much for me to do his lines any justice. Basketball fans will know what I'm talking about. Despite the heavy subject matter, a running theme this week, the music is joyful in a couple of places. Babies and Fools uses a rich soul melody to back Freddy's lazy flow and a nice easy feature as well from Conway. Scotty Beam 
is a sweet piano protest song that borrows a few Gil Scott Heron lines. Mostly, though, is a menacing feel here. The bouncy beat of God is Perfect is betrayed by an ominous chord progression. The aforementioned Frank Lucas rolls over gritty bass and trippy synth lines. The closer, All Glass, utilizes some warped church organ as Gibbs praises God and Walter White. Alfredo is a tight 39 minutes. It's almost over too quickly. Let us hope this is not the last time Freddy and the Alchemist work together because this party has five tisms. And now back to Australia for our final two entries. Firstly, the third album from Benny Walker, a singer and guitarist from Yorta Yorta Land, specifically the town of Moama on the Murray River. I really like the cover art here. It's a piece from another Yorta Yorta artist who has painted a red, brown, and yellow snake to represent Walker's songline, as well as the fretboard of his guitar. The album, too, is called Chosen Line. With this strong Aboriginal imagery present, it's then surprising that what follows is a rather middling blues rock experience. Now, there's nothing wrong with the blues. If you want to get technical and... I always want to get technical. All music is the blues. I mean, every genre descends in some part from the same chord structures played nearly a hundred years ago. So that's not the middling part. What's disappointing is the flaccid nature of the melodies. Opener, all you got to do is call, sucks the life out of a standard boogie riff. The title track goes country adjacent, with some gentle plucking and string backing. Even the rockier tracks like Fragile and Small Mind fail to inject any energy into proceedings. The latter song there could be better utilised higher up the running order, probably in the middle section which waddles through a run of discount cold chisel tunes. They're so chisel, I actually went online to check and see if Benny Walker is at all related to Don Walker. Eh, he isn't. This album is not all bad. Uh, it, I'd say there's a bigger spread of good songs than I'm giving it credit for. The Shed Blues of Break Me Into Pieces and The Haunting Circles are excellent songs. However, the album runs for 50 minutes, and it really doesn't need to. The breezy tracks Where Home and Your Place that close the album are not well served by the 20-odd minutes of faff that precede them. So, I can recommend songs from Chosen Line, but maybe not the whole album. It's still a commendable party, but only three tisms have made their way up from the city. Now for a surprise album that dropped at just the right time. It's the fiery debut from Arnhem Land hip-hop artist Ziggy Ramo, titled simply Black Thoughts. This is the Australian answer to the fury of Run the Jewels, as this album is black rage from start to finish. Ramo glides us in a bit with the funky intro, The Beginning of the End, before dropping hard into blackface, where he uses a recount of a Perth mother dressing her child up as Eagles footballer Nick Natanui. 
he spits the line, fight for the rights of whites to wear blackface, don't fight for the rights that blacks face. On White Lies, he calls out Aussies for their love of American culture, but lack of appreciation for Aboriginal culture and its struggles. April 25th is a dark call to hypocrisy, yelling blatantly, fuck the Anzacs, at the people yelling, fuck those whack blacks. For the track Secondary, Ramo offers an ethos for the future, rapping, don't let yourself be secondary, we survived a genocide, we legendary. He really doesn't take a breath on this album until Stand For Something, where he's slower, but spitting instead over an orchestral melody. Ziggy doesn't do all the talking here. One interlude, titled Survival Day, features several Indigenous voices answering the question, what does Australia Day mean to you? Surprise, surprise, no positive responses. Shouts to Ian Michael as well. Another, titled Freedom Rides, features some words from Charlie Perkins, the late Aboriginal activist. The rides in question in the song uh, were busloads of protesters taking the fight for rights to rural Australia. We also hear news clips uh, like the aforementioned Nick Nat story or boxer Damien Hooper being punished for wearing a shirt bearing the Aboriginal flag into an Olympic ring. Context is consistently provided for Ramo's rage, and there's many, many mentions of the betrayed hero Adam Goods. Like Maisha earlier, we also hear from an ex-Prime Minister. This time it's little Johnny Howard, sounding vile as he meekly denies a genocide ever took place in this country. The best of these interludes is probably a poem titled Blackfella, delivered by a man whose name I really wish I could find on the bloody internet. It's powerful stuff, and it leads right into the closing song, Kids, in which Ziggy finishes on a warmer note, hoping that he can build a better world for his children. Here's the big surprise with this album. Ramo has said that it was recorded five years ago. Now, I know there's been tweaks and mixing over those five years, I can guarantee, but think about that as you listen to Black Thoughts. Words written half a decade ago are just as relevant today, if not more. And hey, you can go back even further. Listen to Gil Scott Heron from the 60s. Listen to Rosetta Sharp from the 40s. If you still don't understand how tired and frustrated black people are of repeating themselves, then you never will. Why do you think Ziggy held back releasing this for five years, eh? This album is 100% vital. Probably the best Australian album of the year so far. This party has five tisms. And so that brings to an end a fiery edition of the podcast, folks. I hope you, you listen to all of the albums on this list today. If you are hitting the streets to protest what is happening around the world right now, all I implore is that you remember we are still dealing with a pandemic as well. Wear your mask, keep as much distance as you can, but keep up the fight is 
all I really want to say. Uh, get out there, show your love. Black lives matter. Black music matters. Thank you for listening. Be good. Stay safe. This has been James Palm. These are Suggestions Mum. Take care.